slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak, and Price! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today, and we have got a lot to talk about. Good news for the Islanders. Yes, they may actually start to allow a small, limited number of fans to games at the Nassau Coliseum. We'll discuss it, the statement made by the Islanders, and what it means for the fans But uh, overall, very heartening news there. We'll have our first look at the Islanders' farm system and uh, the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, who got their season started last weekend. We'll have our first farm report of the year. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a full preview of tonight's game uh, at the Coliseum against the Pittsburgh Penguins. If there's something Islanders-related that's on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like to discuss, uh, feel free to email the show, the address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we are more than happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. So, the big news first. And can't say that uh, I was expecting this, but boy, is it good news. Uh, here is the statement that the New York Islanders released after... Uh, they found out that they may be able to have some fans uh, at Islanders home games starting later this month. It is exciting that Governor Cuomo has announced that New York State will allow a limited number of fans to attend games starting February 23rd. We look forward to welcoming the best fans in hockey back to the Coliseum as soon as possible and to UBS Arena at Belmont Park next season. Season ticket members always receive first access to tickets when they are available. The health and safety of our fans and our staff remains our top priority, and it's obviously uh, signed New York Islanders. So it may start out with as little as 10% of capacity, which may be... 1,300, 1,400 fans at first. And as you heard, season ticket holders will have first crack at the seats. But at the end of the day, and I think this is absolutely vital, uh, it is a start. And hopefully, if the vaccination rollout continues to get better and better, and more and more people 
you know, are safer attending games, those numbers will go up. And whether you start with 1,200, 1,500, however many fans, and then maybe you go up to 3,000 or 5,000, you know, one step at a time. But to me, here's the thing. The Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum has been the Islanders' home for almost all of their existence going back to 1972. Yeah, you had, what, three, three and a half seasons in Brooklyn, but the idea that fans could attend games again, can cheer on their team, A, it will definitely add to the atmosphere at games. It is still extremely strange to me seeing an empty Nassau Coliseum, hearing quiet. Now, it's kind of fun watching the games on TV and being able to hear some of the things the players are saying and being able to, uh, you know, hear the skates on the ice very well or the, the puck hitting the tape of the stick and what have you. But at the same time, for example, we've had three Islanders-Rangers games so far this year. We've had games with the Islanders and the Flyers, Islanders and the Capitals. You know, these are rivalry games. Almost every game, six out of the eight teams, so five out of the other seven teams that the Islanders face this year are traditional rivals of the Islanders. And to absolutely, you know, not have any fans there and have it quiet is very different. Look, not complaining too much because... You want to have the games. That's the most important thing. But let's not kid ourselves. We all, and more importantly to me, the Coliseum, such a part of this team's culture, and the fact that the fans, starting with season ticket holders, and those are, you know, the most dedicated fans usually, uh, that they could have a chance to attend a few more games, or even in some cases, one more game at the Nassau Coliseum before the Islanders bid it farewell, the Islanders, and something that is just a fitting farewell. It wouldn't feel right if nobody is able to attend this last season at the Coliseum. Look, if it's necessary, it's necessary, but at the same time, it is so much more preferable to actually have fans in the stands, so... We are happy with that announcement. We will keep you posted on any new or additional information. But as of right now, this is where it all stands. Meanwhile, uh, Barry Trotz yesterday indicating that Anthony Bevilier will not be back in the lineup against the Penguins tonight, but that we could see him back in the lineup soon. And maybe that means over the weekend we will keep you posted on that as well. But uh, Anthony Bevilier, who they said would still a little bit away from being able to return. So hopefully we get Bo back sooner rather than later. But as of right now, Anthony Bevilier uh, still going to miss tonight's game against the Penguins. The Islanders also made another one of their roster moves. They switched Dimitro Timoshov and Otto Koivula from the taxi squad down to the Bridgeport Sound Tigers 
So, you know, when Bridgeport is playing games now, it actually does make sense to rotate some of those players who are on the taxi squad and have them play games either with the Islanders or with Bridgeport so that they don't, you know, get too far out of game shape, too far out of practice, too far too far from where you want them to be. So uh, got to keep them sharp, and I think we'll see a number of those moves by the Islanders over the course of the season. All right, we got a lot more to get to on today's show. We still have our Islanders' birthday of the day, our preview of tonight's game at the Coliseum against the Penguins, and our first farm report of the year. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and of course the NHL are all in full swing. And bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You can get real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. And it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So, Islander fans, maybe you want to take your knowledge of the Islanders and, you know, place some bets to make some money on it. Head on over to betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than a Game. Don't miss this week's episode featuring Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discussing the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. There's a new episode coming next week, so go ahead and subscribe to Locked On Presents podcast feed on Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Islanders fans, let's take a look at our Islanders birthday of the day. And this one is a, a classic Islanders player from the 90s. We're talking about Islanders left wing Derek King. He turns 54 years old. Today, so a very happy birthday to Derek King. King, originally drafted by the Islanders with the 13th overall pick in the 1985 entry draft, 13th overall, and uh, joined the Islanders for two games in 1986-87 and became a regular the following year. Stayed with the Islanders through the 96-97 season, had a 40-goal campaign in 1991-92, but, uh, and then was a part of, of course, that magical 1993 playoff run where the Islanders reached the Eastern Conference Final on really what was a, a Cinderella run all the way to the Conference Final. We're going to look back at one of Derek King's best games with the Isles, December 31st, 1990, New Year's Eve action at the Nassau Coliseum against the Quebec Nordique. Ron Tugnut is the goalie for Quebec. Glenn Healy in between the pipes for the Islanders. And Ray Ferraro gets the Islanders under on the board first. His eighth from Randy Wood and Dave Chazowski at 418. 1-0 Islanders. 
Brad Lauer scores his first five minutes later from David Volok. 2-0 Islanders after one. But the Nordique tie it up. Goals by Joe Sorella and Mike Huff make it a 2-2 game within the first four minutes of that second period. And then our Islanders' birthday of the day, he gets to work with Curtis LeCision in the penalty box for hooking. A power play goal by Derek King, his fourth from Pat Flatley and Pat LaFontaine at 9.54. And then in the final minute of the period, Derek King strikes again from Flatley and Craig Ludwig. And it's 4-2 to two Islanders after two periods. Then, early in the third, Derek King completes the natural hat trick, his sixth from Brent Sutter and Gary Nyland at 6.22. That made it 5-2 to two Islanders. A goal by Sean Anderson took Quebec to within two, but Derek King gets the empty net goal, his fourth of the game from Brent Sutter, and the Islanders skate away with a 6-3 to three victory in this one. Glenn Healy, 27 saves, but for Derek King, not just a hat trick, but four goals on four shots, and we certainly, uh, that was a memorable game for Derek King, and a big two points for the Islanders who were fighting for a playoff spot that season. So, again, happy 54th birthday to Derek King. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Time for our farm report now, as we'll talk about all things Bridgeport Sound Tigers, as Bridgeport finally got their 24-game schedule underway this past weekend, and uh, look, two games over the weekend, neither one of them successful. This is really uh, the most difficult season for the AHL because you obviously understand that AHL teams have more reliance on fans being in the stands than even the NHL, which, you know, 50% roughly of the NHL's revenue comes from ticket sales and, and attendance-related issues. Well, the AHL, you know, their TV deals or radio deals are very local and, and are not the most lucrative. So, you know, they're really, in essence, doing what they're doing in order to help the NHL teams and provide them with a farm system where they can really get the job done. But 24 games this year, and all 24 games will be against just two teams. Those two teams, the Providence Bruins and the Hartford Wolfpack. So either the Bruins Farm Club or the Rangers Farm Club, they'll play them each 12 times, and that is the 24-game schedule for Bridgeport. This past weekend, they got underway with a pair of losses. They opened the season Friday losing to the Providence Bruins on the road by a score of 4-1, to one, and Bobo Carpenter had the only goal for Bridgeport. That got things close in the third period, but wasn't enough. Jakob Skarek, 27 saves for Bridgeport. Then there was the empty net goal, but overall, uh, not enough, basically, for the Sound Tigers. Then on Sunday, the Sound Tigers met the Hartford Wolf Pack, and they fell by a score of 5-2. to two. So an 0-for-2 weekend, essentially. Samuel Balduck and Cole Koski 
with the goals there. And at the end of the day, the Sound Tigers, uh, again, falling short, but not not necessarily, again, just good to have them back out on the ice. Uh, been so long, really, since almost a year, 11 months, uh, since the Sound Tigers were out on the ice. They had a 2-0 lead uh, after one period, were still ahead by one goal after two periods, but Hartford got the last five goals in this game. And uh, again, Skarik in goal, making 21 saves on 26 shots. Looking ahead uh, this week, the Sound Tigers will be back on the ice Saturday afternoon when they have the home opener at Webster Bank Arena. That is a 1 o'clock p.m. start, and uh, they'll be facing the Providence Bruins, and the action will be on AHL TV or on the Sound Tigers radio network. So that is the game uh, this weekend, and we will see how Bridgeport does, and we're happy to be able to keep you up to date on all things Bridgeport Sound Tigers over the course of this season. And we'll have a lot more on the Sound Tigers as the season develops. And, you know, we see which players are promising and which players are struggling. We've still got a lot more to talk about on today's show. We will have our preview of the Islanders game tonight against the Pittsburgh Penguins. All that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. It's time to talk about our friends at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterperson orders the parts on his or her computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And if you go to RockAuto.com right now, they've got everything you need for your car or truck, including engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamp, motor oil, or even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in just a few clicks and they'll deliver it directly to your door so you don't even have to leave your house. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Islander fans, betting on the Islanders doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. So, tonight, the Islanders and Pittsburgh Penguins facing off at the Nassau Coliseum, Always uh, exciting when these two teams go at it. And you'd be surprised looking at the numbers right now. 
Pittsburgh 5-5-1 five, five and one through 11 games, but here's where it's surprising. The Penguins are struggling in the goals scoring department. They are 20th in the league, and for a team with as much talent as the Penguins have offensively, you really don't expect them to be that low in the standings as far as goals scored are concerned. Now, Sidney Crosby, no surprise, still leading the team in points, but you know what? Sid the Kid, and he's not a kid anymore, uh, no longer a point-a-game player, at least not so far this season. Crosby, four goals and nine points in 11 games, and he's a minus four on the plus-minus. Meanwhile, Brian Rust next with eight points, two of them goals, and Jake Gunsel four goals and eight points, followed by Evgeny Malkin, uh, Malkin, two goals and six points. But a little surprising that the Penguins are struggling to score at this point. And injuries are certainly a part of it. This team has not been 100% over the course of the season. Another big area of concern if you're a Pittsburgh Penguins fan is goaltending. Tristan Jarry is their starter. He has started seven games for the Penguins, but he's only uh, right now 2-4-1 and one with a 3-9-5 goals against average and an 8-57 save percentage. His backup, Casey DeSmith, uh, has four starts. He's 3-1 and one with better numbers, the 2-8-5 goals against, which is not great, but is respectable, and then the 8-82 save percentage. Now, we know the Penguins... Their last game uh, against the Devils that was scheduled to take place on Monday, that was postponed because of COVID concerns, and that continues to be an issue throughout uh, the Eastern Division. In fact, three of the Penguins' last four games have been postponed, all of them coming, you know, scheduled to be against the New Jersey Devils. The last game Pittsburgh played was last week on Saturday when the Islanders beat them by a score of 4-3, to three, and that was, of course, the first meeting uh, between these two teams. So, realistically, this one at the Coliseum, second time these teams are meeting there, and the Islanders will see the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, injuries, we talked about it. Zach Aston reese not available. Brian Dumoulin, not available. Marcus Pedersen, Yuso Ricola, Evan Rodriguez, and Jared McCann, all of them out right now for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and that certainly makes it tougher for this team to do the things they want to do. Top line, still very dangerous. Crosby, Gunsel, and Brian Rust, followed by the second line with Evgeny Malkin, Jason Zucker, and Kasperi Kapanen. We don't know what's going to happen with the third line. Teddy Bluger is the center. Brandon Tanev has been the right wing, but who will replace Zach Aston Reese on the left side? We will keep an eye on that. Mark Jankowski is the fourth line center with Drew O'Connor and Colton Sevior on his wings. Defensively, Chris Letang back in the lineup. He had missed a lot of time, and look, Letang is the engine that makes that power play go and he is their best puck-moving defenseman. So uh, big for the Penguins to get him back in the lineup. Pierre-Olivier Joseph is his defense pairing. 
Michael Matheson and John Marino are the second pair. Marino missed at least one game due to being on the COVID list. And then Chad Ruweddle and Cody Sessi uh, are the third pairing. So we'll keep an eye on the Penguins, see how they deal with their injury situation. It hasn't been easy, but uh, Pittsburgh trying to get back on track. And again, something that we always note, every game this year is a division game. If the Penguins beat the Islanders, they in regulation, they leapfrog the Islanders for fourth place in the East Division. But if the Islanders win, first of all, they could be within one point of the Washington Capitals for third place. And second of all, uh, they would put a little bit of distance, three points, between them and the Penguins for that fourth and final playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. So they're all four-point games right now. And the key, the Islanders' offense should be able to get something going on this Pittsburgh team that has really been struggling. And special teams have not been very special for the Penguins either. Only 13.9% on the power play now. Getting Latang back will certainly help them there. And the penalty kill is 26th in the league with a 72.2% kill percentage. If the Islanders' power play wants to get healthy... This is an opportunity to do it against Pittsburgh. We'll see if they could get it done. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Islanders. We'll be back tomorrow with a full recap of the game against Pittsburgh, plus a preview of this weekend's action. All that and more tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.